This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults with zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Welcome to Through the Ringer. I'm your host, Tate Frazier. And joining us here in studio, he is back again, Logan Murdoch. Great Hi. to see you, Logan. Hey and also, Hi, Keith. Everybody in the back. <laughs> yeah, he's waving to everybody. <laughs> and joining us for the first time, we got Jomi on the ones and twos. Jomi, good to Tate, see Tate, you. Tate, Tate. Yeah, please. Do you see this outfit? I know. He had no Star idea when born. he woke up in this, this morning <laughs> that he was going to be on this show, and right. yet he put that on. Look, as a full red-blooded American, <laughs> right. it's my right you know, to get up in the morning Take my Ford F one fifty to the office mm. and put in some hard blue collar work. Yeah, some blue collar takes, uh, and we need some. Is that takes. an electric um, yeah. powered? Don't worry F-150. about it, man. It gets <laughs> a lot of miles to the gallon. You okay. know, so. we know how it goes. But uh, we're sitting here, we're having fun. And Wednesday night there was a battle for Los Angeles. Logan Murdoch, you were in town to take in the battle. I was there as well. Jomi, you are a notoriously known Lakers fan, so you obviously have some takes on this. First and foremost, what is the battle for LA as it currently stands? Like, who's winning the rivalry? Who's winning the war? <laughs> I'll start with you, Jomi. Like, is it still the Lakers town? or is it Clipperstown? I just wanted to make him laugh from the start. That's really funny that you would ask that. <laughs> um, it has never been a Clipperstown. It okay. will never be a Clipperstown. Oh, wow. uh, this is, as long as it's still called Los Angeles, it'll be a Lakers town, brother. Mm. There's no change. The Clippers, you know, from 2012. I have a question for you, though. Are yes, they please. LA's town? The Clippers, are they LA's town? No, they're Inglewood's town. Okay. When they moved to Inuit Dome. That's where they got it. Right. Los yeah. Angeles, for like, its identity is purple and gold. Okay. That will never change. Okay. And f- as much as Steve Ballmer will love that to happen, it's never happened. Question for you really quickly. The mm. All-Star game is in Los Angeles mm-hmm. in two seasons. Yes. It's technically a Clippers All-Star game. Okay. How will it end? How will the game end? Well, How so, will the weekend end? Will it be a Clippers All-Star uh, absolutely weekend not. or a Lakers? I'll game? tell you what's going to happen. That Saturday, that Sunday night, LeBron is going to throw a lob to Anthony Davis. It's going to shatter the rim. The entire place is just going to go berserk, and they're going to like hang the Laker banners back in there. It's going to be nuts. Mm. And be like, how is this possible? It's like, don't worry about it. I saw the future. I knew. 
Word. I know. And once upon a time, the Lakers obviously owned Eaglewood when they were at the Forum. So yeah. it's a nice little rope-a-dope there for the Los Angeles Clippers. Let's talk about a rope-a-dope because that game was something different. Uh, the Clippers dominated the entire game. Looked like it was over. I was getting ready to leave my seat and leave this game. <laughs> and then LeBron James hit a three, and then he proceeded to hit another three. And then from there, the rest was history, the trickle-down effect. Logan, you saw it in person. What were your thoughts as you saw the Lakers dominate this fourth quarter? I mean, for the first three quarters, it was a dud. Yeah. Okay, No one even cared about what was going on. Jay Z was there. No one cared. Bow Wow was, was at halftime. Yeah, yeah. Nobody. Cared. No one cared. I cared. I stood up and clapped I, hey, for him. I like like Mike was the movie right. for me going up, and he it played was. for the Clippers. Right. You know what I mean, well, the not, LA Knights, yeah, right? LA in the, Knights, in the movie. Right. So like respect. But Bow when Bow. but when LeBron hit the first three of the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, I was like, oh, we we, we got something. We yeah. got cooking because for the first time, I realized there were fans in the building. Mm-hmm. The LeBron <laughs> fans stood up. There were LeBron fans and Laker fans. <laughs> yeah. L.A. fans, even the Clipper fans were just had just jumped ship and just went. And then by the second three, he had the whole building. Yeah. And then they went on a 14-something run. And then you just got to – it just – it felt like L.A. in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Clippers think that they have it. They're going down to throwing alley-oops. And in the end, they lose. Yeah. It's tough. They You're lost spitting. the city. In a matter of three hours, mm. it was tough. It's, it's tough. Is, is really this a, a reason not to believe in the Clippers? Because I feel like as we talk about the Western Conference, every time you talk about the Nuggets, you know, people will throw in the Warriors. They keep coming back to the Clippers as well as kind of a threat in the West. You say the Clippers are never a threat in the West. Uh, uh, do you I think mean, they are this year? I, I, I think, think that's a little. That's, that's just some hater. <laughs> that's that's a little. That's a little hater. You <laughs> yeah. know, so that's a little okay. agenda getting off. Yeah. I honestly, think this year they they do have a shot. Okay. With. With Harden, with Kawhi, Paul George, when they're all healthy, they can be an absolute beast, and they can be anybody on any given night. They, When Zubak is healthy, they play great defense. I do think they have a shot, especially with OKC and Minnesota, who are like young teams. Mm-hmm. When you have like guys like Kawhi and I don't, Paul George, and James Harden has his playoff struggles, but when he's on his best – it's hard to beat. And we saw him that those first the first two quarters, especially that second quarter when he had twelve, he was getting to the rim, he was hitting threes, the whole thing. If they can play to their potential, they can absolutely win the West. And but I do I do think I do think they have the opportunity and could win the West. However, I think there are some flaws in of course, their defensive of structure, right? Because yeah. you saw that last night mm-hmm. against LeBron. They were targeting Daniel Tice. They were targeting James Harden. Mm-hmm. That's what playoff teams are going to do. They're going to put their guards in mismatches against James Harden and try to play him off the floor defensively. Yeah. And there's going to come a point where it's going to reach a threshold. And I don't know if the Clippers have from what I saw last night, that was one of the biggest takeaways that I got. That as good as defensively they are, there are people on that defense that you can target. And there are some great guards in the Western Conference, yes. right? There's Anthony Edwards. There's Gilgos Alexander. There's, I mean, there's LeBron, right? Obviously. <laughs> there's right. Steph Curry. There's all these different Jamal guards. Jamal Murray. You're not even thinking about Jokic as yeah. well. Yes, yeah. exactly. And those, that's what they're going to have to deal with. Another thing that they're going to have to deal with, and he just made it, uh, brought it up, was Denver. Right and mm-hmm. the, and Jokic and what he pr- presents and that's going to be hard because the the Clippers are a bit thin in the front court mm-hmm. similar to how the the Suns are where if Zubac gets in foul trouble the the Nuggets or any team the Lakers as well they can go to work within the uh, the Clippers front court and Wait, it's going to be really fun. Are you saying that Daniel Tice? Is not the guy. I, I was going to say Mason Plumley also in there as well. The Plum Dog. Did you see? Did you, did you see what happened last night? He, he was did you see? Did you wrong. see when? Yeah, did you see was. LeBron just say Kawhi? Just get him out of the paint. Like uh, just move. Give me, ah, give me him. This is this is how bad the Clippers' defense was last night. 
LeBron hit three threes in a row and was completely dog tired, and they still couldn't <laughs> stop him. Mm-hmm. They still couldn't stop him. That is something, and it was a really disappointing loss. And I think in the locker room afterwards, like a, it was one of those losses where all of your stars leave five minutes after the game, right mm. after the press conference, right after Ty Lue gets out and says what he has to say. You see three stars just walking to the to the uh, to the bus. Like it was one of those types of games. Wow. It was embarrassment more than anything, right? And it's a, it was. It was a bad loss for an otherwise really, really good season. It also illustrates where the Clippers are right now post-All-Star break. You talk to them through um, – I've been around them over the last week. And one of the things that Ty Lue was saying was – the, and some of the players were saying is the All-Star break really messed up their their rhythm. And I wouldn't say it messed up their chemistry, but it's one of those things where me and Roger were talking about that on the Real Ones podcast, which you can go check out. (laughs) They were talking about how – the all-star break can do one of two things. It can, uh, for a bad team, it can actually stop the bad momentum and you can go hit the floor running uh, for the back half of the, the season. Hornets. Or, no, <laughs> or it could be something that derails your rhythm and then you have to quickly find it back before we get into the playoffs. And that's something that the Clippers are dealing with and that's something that you keep an eye on. Yeah, I like it. I, I was encouraged, I guess, to see P.J. Tucker on the court last night talking about defense. Uh, they're still trying to find something uh, with him out there. And then Russell Westbrook is another guy who had a big dunk highlight moment in this game at the end of the third quarter. It felt like that was the message he was sending. How much can Westbrook help this Clippers team in the playoffs? I think Westbrook can help. He's actually doing – this is going to make Jomi really mad. He's actually <laughs> doing all the things that maybe – could have actually helped the Lakers out mm-hmm. back yeah. back in the day. He's coming off the he's coming off the bench. He's only playing fifteen to twenty minutes a game. He's not he's getting the the proper rebounds. He's also been a very big leader on the floor. They have him in the mid post off to the side, mm-hmm. and he's really a good guy that can uh, facilitate yeah. in the middle in the, in the interior offense. And I think that that's something that the the Clippers are are going to need, and they need this version of Russell Westbrook playing well. Energy and guy. They right? need an energy guy. They don't need him to do too much. He was on the bench for most of that the last part of that fourth quarter, and he's been like that for much of the season. He does what he needs to do in the spots that he's in, and he's finally taken on that bench role. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like every great player, he has a, there's an opportunity that he could go off and do the things that he used to do back in, like MVP-type rust stuff. He could win so, you a game in a series. Exactly. Yeah, right. Like, there could be one game where there's not a lot of energy. Like, you're like, how are we going to get some offense? And he can generate it all by himself. Yeah. And so there's always a chance of that could happen. And from a leadership standpoint, he's been really good for this team because if you mm-hmm. think about it, the stars on this team are Kawhi, PG, James Harden. Not a, not very vocal guys, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And Reserved. Westbrook is one of those guys that let's pick this shit Let's do what mm-hmm. we have to do. Let's exactly. let's let's figure this out. And that's been big for the young guys. And that's also a bridge from the older veteran core and to the young guys that are trying to uh, to keep keep this run going. So yeah. he's been very valuable for this iteration of the Clippers. And it's hard to lead from the bench. And uh, kudos to Russ for being able to do that. He has enough respect from those guys, those three leaders that you're those three stars you said to be a leader for those guys. So it's good to see. Let's talk about the Clippers rebrand. Um, that did come out. They have a new rebrand. They have leaned into the Clipper, which is a ship. If you didn't know, it's a <laughs> ship. Um, apparently, Steve Ballmer fell in love with the Clipper ship. Uh, you know, you're a Laker fan. When you saw the rebrand, did you think, "Oh man, I'm I'm nervous about this. It looks good," or were you saying, uh, "I'm happy this is the rebrand"? Well, I mean, I I think I have like a weird take, which like for me, the OG number one Clippers hater out there, what's going on? How you doing? <laughs> the global brand, like the the like the new the one with the ship and the, the Clippers, and mm-hmm. this does not look good. That's not great. Everything else, the jerseys, right? You pretty like. solid. Yeah, I don't hate it. I think it's a nice 
like a throwback to the the two mid two thousands teams with the red and the script. Those are the, the Clippers teams I didn't really mind. You know, mm-hmm. Lamar Odom, uh, Coutinho Mobley, Elton Brand. Those guys, like, yeah, we we ride with them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Lakers out there doing their thing. Clippers out there doing their thing. I like it. What about you, Logan? What do you think? I like the rebrand. I don't necessarily like the execution of bringing out the rebrand. And this okay. has been one of the things that I've kind of just observed with the Clippers is that. It, the Clippers are a type of team in an organization where they tell the stars, hey, this is the other Lakers. This is, excuse me, this is the other LA team. You're not going to, similar to the Brooklyn Nets, right? Where mm-hmm. this is the other team in market. The, the press isn't going to bother you. You guys can, like, kind of set your own terms with how this organization runs. And as a consequence, you don't see the Kawhi Leonard front facing. Uh, for mm-hmm. this rebrand, you yeah. see Terrence Mann in the entrance video to the wall, right? <laughs> yeah, or right. Or you see, or you don't see Paul George taking that front stand. Or when you do see them, they don't seem enthusiastic for what's going on, right? Yeah. Like even when they put the, the shovels in for the new dome, you saw just how bleak all the, those mm-hmm. guys' faces were. Oh, the were. picture, the, the picture, picture with them, yeah, right. they got yeah. the hard hats on. This has been a continuous yeah. thing for the Clippers, <laughs> and if they want to sell themselves, they better get their stars to help sell them because that's how they're going to differentiate themselves from the Lakers even more but it every, every time there seems to be a clipper star they go there because they don't want everything that comes with being a star but that's how you grow your game in a city like los angeles i'm actually glad you brought up the wall because that it's such a it's so fraudulent like if we're being honest <laughs> because that's just like so i don't know if you guys are big soccer fans football as the rest of the world calls it they have fan groups and they stand behind the goal. First guy in a NASCAR jacket to talk about football. Listen, I like that. Listen, all types of football. <laughs> SEC football and Premier League football, baby. I'm all locked in, right? And football. <laughs> <laughs> right? But they have like fan groups, but they're they're organized by the fans for the fans. Yeah. You know, this isn't the team doesn't go ahead and say, Hey, you guys want to come out and send the section and go crazy. Those are something that's organic. Yeah. Right? You can't manufacture But also that. they want to build an environment like, you know, I'm from Oakland and they have I grew up in the black hole, right? Where yeah. it makes it an intimidating presence. Mm-hmm. And you only have now the, the the black hole was by force. This is by just <laughs> choice. Yeah, but did the but did the Oakland Raiders say, Hey, here's the black hole, or was that something the fans created? That's something the fans created, true. Exactly. Wait, hold on. We got we got how many seconds do we? Yeah. Yeah, tape, we're, tape. we're a little bit over. We're a little, little bit, bit over. A little, 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 little bit over. A little bit over. Right, one, one, one last thing before we go to break quickly. Uh, one answer, one take. Uh, who needs the next rebrand in the NBA? We'll start with you, Logan. The Charlotte Hornets. Oh, God. Okay, she's under. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to go with the Washington Wizards. We're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to talk about the Warriors and what's happening around the NBA. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans at Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.
Welcome back to Through the Ringer here with Logan and Jomi. And now we got to talk about grades. Uh, this is not a classroom here on Through the Ringer, but Sirit, who we love here. Uh, love Ringer's, us, right. Ringer yep. NBA is finest. She put out some grades for every team in the NBA, and she put a grade for the Warriors as a B. I go to my expert on the Warriors here, Logan Murdoch. Logan, is that a fair grade for the Warriors this season, a B? I think Sirit is correct. Okay, right. That's good. I had good to start. think on it, though, mm-hmm. because... If you think about the things that have happened with the Warriors this year, I mean, one of their the injuries is one thing. Yes. But they have one of their players slapping another player on camera, and then we see another version of mm. bodily harm from said player on camera towards another player on camera. Mm. And yet, they, they're kind of good right now, and they're in the mix. They have games where they're like, are they – back mm-hmm. like the time like when they beat the lake uh Jomi's lakers out of the break now why would you why, i need that shot you don't have to take <laughs> i'm that just saying i just i just yeah. happened to that be the a timing. Fair point yeah but they're really they're they're one of those those teams where i i kind of equate them maybe to you know the 09 10 sons right mm-hmm. where they have no championship aspirations but they're just a fun team mm-hmm. you know if you get them in if you get them into a six seed they play against the oklahoma city thunder could they beat them Mm. Mm. Play against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Ooh. I'm a little dubious that they can do it, but could they? Steph on a switch against Rudy Gobert? I mean, I've seen things happen <laughs> in the postseason with this yeah. team, right? And even now, I feel like I'm talking myself into them. But they have had those moments. I do agree with Sirit. I would say a B is good. Yeah, I would I think say a B, a B is, is, a fair kind, is, is really good. They, they're getting Chris Paul back in the lineup at just the right time. Yeah. They seem to be getting in a, I remember talking to uh, Steve Kerr. I went on the road with them. Talk to us in, uh, in New York, and I remember talking to him. And he was like, "This team is special," mm. and I was like, "You tripping, Steve?" And he was like, <laughs> "No, no, 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 no. I think this is. Spe- I think this team is special. In fact, he was said he doesn't want to leave coaching this team. Yeah, he all just signed a two year extension, contract extension, right? right? I think this team has the vibes to just be a fun team that maybe loses in the first or second round, and that's okay at this iteration, right? Yeah. The fumes of the dynasty are here, but it's fun nonetheless. Mm. It's actually interesting you mentioned his uh, extension because that's a, it's two years, right? And that lines him up with Steph, and so they could potentially decide, hey man, great run, let's dip. Both at the same time. Ultimately, yeah. we'll see where that goes. Charlotte, yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, bring that thirty back. Yeah, we'll take we'll take Curry and Curry. We'll take them both. Oh, okay. A little farewell to him. You guys will take a prayer. You guys got a lot of stuff you need to figure yeah. out before you even think about <laughs> hey, bringing on more talent. Jeff right? Peterson. Jeff Peterson's. He's putting in plans. You know, I would like that everyone to know that that was at the bottom of the rundown that <laughs> transaction, and he just brought it to yeah, the top. Jeff Peterson, it completely out of context. Anyways, I do think that the to your point about them all coming together, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that is more important to them than another ring. I really do mm-hmm. believe that because yeah. that how many teams do you know that you've been able to see a group of players, not even the Bulls have had that, yeah. where you have a group of players that have come through together, most of them were drafted, they don't know any other teams, and they're going to go out in the sunset together with the coach that they had. That's pretty special. It's pretty mm-hmm. special. Clay, though. Clay's uh, going to be a free agent this summer. Yeah. I imagine he comes back. But to go back to what they've been doing this season, he's been coming off the bench, yeah, lighting it up sometimes. Like he's been playing better coming off the bench, yeah, uh, just as a whole. But they have shifted their philosophy 
they've become like back in like with 2015, especially a defensive juggernaut. Ever since uh, I want to say the last couple of weeks, they've been like second in defensive rating. Yeah, in the a league. lot of that has to do with Draymond Green's return. Draymond, though, right? And Draymond, exactly. and we talk about his antics and things like that, but he has been a great player this season when he's on the floor. He's shooting yes. like 40 percent from three point range. He's shooting like Jomi right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. let's relax. <laughs> but he, he's, he's shooting great, but he also every time you talk to a Warrior staffer, they're saying this guy can can complete all of the lineups. And that's mm-hmm. also on defensively. He's the one that's talking, throwing out sets. But also, he's the one that is the most comfortable playing alongside Steph, right? Yeah. Like, he can get him the ball in ways that no one in the history of the game has been able to get him the ball. So he is going to be vital in this playoff run, wherever it leads them. Now, again, I don't think it's going to be a championship, but I think it's just going to be one of those fun games where you're like, oh, they came and brought their lunch pails a very entertaining six games. Right, Logan, I have a question for you, the Warriors expert. The biggest Warriors fan I know, ladies and gentlemen, Logan Murdoch. Um, That's false. They, <laughs> they've, there's been a lot of discussions about how Steve Kerr has handled the youth mm-hmm. uh, for that team. With Pods and Kaminga right now, not only starting, but playing very well, yeah. how do you think Kerr has handled them this season? I think he's done a really, really great job. And like, I think that... Specifically with Kaminga. Now, Kaminga is one of the ones that was complaining both publicly and privately mm-hmm. about Kerr yeah. in the media. He, he he even I, I talked to him in a piece that I did a couple weeks ago, and he said that it's been a frustrating year. A lot of that has to do with the ebbs and flows of his season uh, or his playing time, excuse me. And a lot of coaches who were in who are in their last year of their contract and that seem to be trying to coach their way to a new one would cave under that type of pressure, mm-hmm. but. Steve Kerr just said, "Yo, man, this is what you need to do to get on the floor. You need this is these are the types of shots you need to be taking. Stop shooting threes all the time. Go to the cup. <laughs> yeah. Get rebounds. Box out. Play some defense, and you will get the minutes that you want. And to Kaminga's credit, he has accepted the challenge, and he has been getting the lion's share, lion's share of the minutes, and is going to continue to get the lion's share of the minutes with Andrew Wiggins out. Yes. And he's been playing well. Pods has been playing great, specifically as a rebounding guard. Oh, dude. And I have to I have to apologize." really quickly to our ringer brethren KOC because KOC asked me about pods over the summer during summer league and I'm like man ain't nobody thinking about no rookie and he was like I think he's good and I was I was like whatever man I'm trying to go to the Bellagio stop playing with me and so sorry KOC but pods has been doing really well yes. and these it's it might be too little too late for Kerr to finally embrace the youth movement but you know he's finally doing it and we'll see where it goes the next two years what about, what about Wiggins though I mean that that's the big factor because when they won two years ago, right? Andrew Wiggins was their second best player, arguably, yeah. uh, on that team. Not and arguably, brother. He, I mean, he, he was. Never, yeah, right. He has never played as good at as as he has never been as good a basketball player than he was that finals run. Right. Like it was incredible watch. Like we we've done all this talking about the Warriors. We haven't really talked about the guy who makes it all run, Steph. Even looking back at that 2022 run, look, let me just dress the camera right here. Okay. I'm a Lakers fan, right? LeBron is my goat, right? Let's let's not let's not mix it up right now. <laughs> Steph Curry was otherworldly right. in that run, right? And even today, he's playing incredible. Now the last couple of weeks, shots been off, but he has kept them. He was he was keeping them afloat before and when Draymond was out. That whole thing, his offensive skill set. Is one of the greatest things we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I know we're like, oh, Steph won basketball because all the kids want to take shots and nobody wants to. Duh. He is a, just an incredible offensive player. 
to the to the fact of like I don't think even right now we're not appreciating it enough. I mm-hmm. do think really I want I do wanted to have a point to that. Now with with Steph, it's going to be interesting to see how he plays in this postseason and the postseasons beyond because I think we need to start looking at Steph in the way that we look at LeBron. And the way that we look at LeBron is a guy that you need to handle with care throughout the regular season in, a, in, in, a, in an effort to get the most optimal performance in mm-hmm. the postseason. Now, we saw LeBron last year. That I don't know what he's going to do during this postseason, but that might have been one of the last great postseasons he had. And what did it, what did it end up with? A four-game sweep. A sw- and, and a lot of that had to do with just the mileage on them. And I think mm-hmm. about that with Steph, right, especially in seasons where he doesn't have the supporting cast that he used to have, yeah. right, have guys that can supplement all the energy that he takes on. Steve Kerr, even in the last few weeks, have talked about how Steph has been tired. Now, that's something to, work, to look at as we keep going on because it's going to take a lot of energy to get to reach the goals that the Warriors want to get to, and Steph is the leading engine on that. But he's also taking the lion's share of the shot still at, what, 35, 36 years yeah. old? You are, we're going to have to start looking at Steph in the way that we look at LeBron and saying, okay, we need to we need to get him some help, and also we need to manage his minutes in order to get the most optimal performance when it comes to May, and then what they want is June. But let's get to April and May first. But they need to get him an optimal performance. For it that. is fascinating. It's like Steph's at four, LeBron's at four, and then you know about the group. You know Kobe and Duncan at five, then obviously Jordan at six, and they're aware of the history of it, and they're both trying to chase. You know that group, that upper echelon. They're of also guys. trying to chase. They're also trying to chase each other, right? Right. Because exactly. if one of those guys gets somehow gets five rings, then they win, right? Yeah. Like they win the generational stands. Phase, right? Their stands are going crazy. And yeah. I don't. It, it would be very interesting if Steph got one more mm-hmm. how we even look at not only do steph that. but the, the legacy that. of steph versus lebron Dude, right it's like that. the tim duncan young, conversation right? it's just it, like it, tim yes. and kobe right, right. like Man. but it's going to be interesting to see how that because steph's a little bit younger yeah. theoretically he has a better chance than lebron of getting a ring just from his age perspective right that'll be interesting i would love to have to be on this show in about five <laughs> years me and Jomi, if that if that happens with steph and we're talking Jomi's like, not gonna they were trying to team that. up remember draymond was making a call like hey you're trying to what did you do with those rumors? What did you yeah, do with those you, rumors? You How did you fan those them. flames? I, I didn't see it. I was not on a timeline. You know, I'm not on a timeline. What was it like for you? What were you there doing? There is there. See, we live in like in a, in a world like you know we every every single comic book universe is talking about the multiverse, yeah, mm-hmm. like that, and like how there are multiple Earths with multiple realities and different things happen in each one. Are you guys chakras aligned in, in the in there the is there is zero. There is no multiverse, no reality where LeBron's like, "Yeah, let me go be on Steph's team." What would yeah, you have, no? In the, in the ultimate reality, what? what would you have done if Steph or Steph and LeBron teamed up in the Bay Area? What would you have done just from a, a Lakers? I think Warriors Los Angeles, Los Angeles yeah, Bay Area standpoint. Right. If he just said, "No, nah, I'm gonna," you know what? I'm just gonna come off the bench. Right. It. I'm right. gonna come off the bench and we'll I play th- alongside Steph. I think at that point instead of rooting for like the Lakers or the Warriors, <laughs> I think I just root for the big one. Just put the whole state, <laughs> yeah. just put the whole state in the sea. I, uh, <laughs> I think that's a great, great moment to go to break. We're going to go to break here. We come back. We're going to talk about the OKC Thunder. We'll be right back here at Through the Ringer. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Through the Ringer. We're here with Logan and Jomi, and we're talking team grades. We talked about the Warriors. Uh, Sirit obviously decided to give them a B. We decided that was a good call. The Oklahoma City Thunder, they are the most beloved team in basketball. It doesn't matter what league you're looking at. Everyone loves the Thunder, and Sirit does as well. She gives the Thunder an A+. Jomi, A+, for the OKC Thunder. How do you feel about that? I feel like that is the absolutely correct grade. See, everybody loves the Thunder. Sirit is two for two. Sirit is 30 for 30. Have some respect for a legend. Okay? (laughs) Respect Sirit. Shout out Sirit. No, the OKC Thunder have played incredible ball this year. I've always been a fan of SGA, but he's taken his game to new heights. The addition of Chad. Doc Rivers saw it coming. Doc Rivers, hey, look, Doc Rivers knows. Mm-hmm. Okay, Doc Rivers. He one thing ball. Doc Rivers knows, it's ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, his game has been incredible this year. Chet has been a wonderful addition. Rookie of the year, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he's been playing well. Dort, Jalen Williams, uh, they've all been they've all been solid this year. And Mark Dagonal has just been an incredible coach. Logan, how do you feel about OKC? I feel that they're good. First of all, I have gotten the word that I have cursed too, too many times, so no more curses. <laughs> <Yeah>. no more. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I do I do love the Oklahoma City Thunder. They have lived up to every expectation of them and more, right? Yeah. And they have an MVP candidate, Coach of the Year candidate, and a Rookie of the Year candidate. They're right on schedule, if not a couple of years before schedule right now, right? Like, yeah. So the biggest thing that I want to see them is their playoff. What they're going to do, it's a totally different game in the playoffs. Are they going to uh, live in the moment the way that the Oklahoma City Thunder did a few years back, remember that was a mm. gradual rise, right? Yeah. They had the first round series in 2010 against the Lakers. Then they go into the Western Conference in 2011, Western Conference Championship in 2011 against the Mavericks. And then the next year, they go all the way to the finals, right? There's, there is a trajectory that you need to go to. You mm-hmm. need to have your uh, playoff moments, and we'll see what happens. But they're just on vibes right now, and they should just stay on vibes because they're years, 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 years ahead of schedule yeah light years some would say uh oh, we got not Joe, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. we got sga mvp plus 210 chat rookie of the year plus 600 and mark dagonat uh coach of the year minus 180 of those three more more likely most likely to happen sga mvp chat rookie of the year or coach of the year for our, our guy mark dag coach dag i'm going with coach dag coach of the year <laughs> uh, because i, like I just it. think that the mvp right now i mean sga has had a great year but he has to have a couple more signature games, and he could have that going down the back stretch of the season. Yeah. He's had him but against Steph, right? I mean, that's he's had him against Steph, but that was really, really early in the season, mm-hmm. right? When they mm-hmm. had that homestand, people right. don't remember that. Top of mind right now is the triple double, uh, the thirty-two, sixteen, and sixteen from Jokic, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what put him in the conversation at the top of the conversation for MVP. Yeah. SGA has has an opportunity over the next couple of months to have those signature games, but we all know that the MVP is a narrative award as much as it is a 
award of having the best season. And so I think SGA, SGA, if he doesn't have those signature games, he's probably going to lose out on MVP. And not only is the MVP award a narrative award, the Rookie of the Year is a narrative award. Mm. And Wimby has had the best narrative of any. <laughs> if he would have, all he had to do was step on the floor and average eighteen, and he was going to get Rookie of the Year. Are we and giving Chet? Already, are we giving Chet enough love? I mean, we're talking about Wimby all that's the time. That's not the, but that's not the, that exactly. And right. that's that's why he's going to win Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. It's a award of attention, right? Mm-hmm. And Chet. I'm sure Chet's not going to be tripping if he didn't win Rookie of the Year, but he won a chip this year, right? It's one of those dilemmas. But mm-hmm. OKC Thunder are far ahead of schedule, and this the fact that we're even talking about these three guys and these different three awards show you how OKC is ascended in the Western Conference and the league at large. Mm. I'm got to go – I got to agree. I'm going with Coach Daggs as well. I think him and Chris Finch are probably like 1A and 1B in Coach of the Year because Minnesota's playing great ball too. I think they tied. They have forty-seven wins, which is as much wins as they had all of last year, mm-hmm. and they got that in like the end of February. So that's incredible for them. But I think to your point, Jokic is probably the guy for MVP right now, and Wemby. Despite all the chatter at the beginning of the year, Wemby is running away with that thing. Also, has a guy that has signature games. He's had a couple signature games. Dog, a couple mm-hmm. of them. He, I mean, he had the five by five against the Lakers, and he had just missed the five by five the night before. And we're not even talking about how he went toe to toe with Durant in his or, like, yeah, first month of the right. season. Dude, that Suns game was the one. That yeah. was, I mean, like they win that game, even though Jeremy Sochan is like, "I'm not passing you the ball. Like you got <laughs> it, my boy." He still finds ways to affect the game, even though the cast around him is not that great, fellas. When Wemby gets some NBA competent folks, not to say that the guy's playing with them, not NBA competent, but I'm talking like some real, real talent around them, it is going to get spooky really fast. And this is why Wemby's going to win the rookie of the year because even when we're trying to give Chet his shot, yeah, right. we're we end up talking about Wemby. <laughs> right. Right. That's the that's reason why I almost why. feel bad for him. It's, I feel like every time. But that's life, man. Yeah. That's just how it's going to be. It happens. Right. It just is what it is. Well, let's talk about it. So, an A plus for Syria. Is there anything that could happen with the Thunder? Like, is losing in the first round, like, would that like kind of take away from this? Is there anything that could happen in the playoffs where it could leave a bad taste in the mouth? In I don't think that they can lose in the first round. Okay. I think that they need to. I think that they need to win a playoff series for right. sure. They, they need to validate this second and first fit place finish they have to and i don't know man because they're such a young team it'd be one thing if mm. they were like it was full of vets who were so if they dropped their to the three time. and lost to the warriors or they lost to the lakers right that's the question like that's what i'm saying yeah, would, you, would you you will post and bail i would be like hey look young team y'all gonna be back you know i don't know we say that and ultimately sometimes that's true but most of the times it's not I think this team has a great foundation, a great, great talent, great coaching that if they continue to go on this trajectory, like you said, they'll be fine. If you meet LeBron, if you meet Steph in the first round, ah, it happens. That's what, that's what I think they should hope for the Kings or something. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I wonder, like, what is the benefit of the doubt? You know what I mean? Does Is LeBron or Steph, they're obviously the ones that, you know, if, you, if they lose to the Warriors, they lose to the Lakers, everyone's like, okay, we get it. You know mm-hmm. I mean? It's fine. You guys can get away with that. But uh, I do think it's all positive about the Thunder, so that is uh, an encouraging sign. Um, is there anything else, like, that the Thunder could do? Is there any player out there that you're like, I would love to see him in OKC. He fits really well there that uh, could be a free agent or on another team right now, you know? I mean, I've seen some people even mention Trey Young as someone that could go there because he's an Oklahoma I guy. I don't think, I don't think I don't about know. that. But Trey Young would be would be very bad for this team. Yes, you know but, who just yeah, got a buyout and can uh, can hoop right now? 
Mike Muscala, baby. Oh, yeah, bring him Try back. Try to see, bring back Mike Muscala. <laughs> Here's the thing with OKC. Okay, no, just Here, me? No, no. Here's the thing with OKC, man. They are very a very, very patient group right now. Mm-hmm. And they also learned the lesson of pushing the button too early when they pushed the button for Kendrick Perkins a couple a few years ago, that, that last run and giving up Jeff Green, right? So they want to make sure that they are being very patient, you could see this team just grow into itself and be like, they got to see what they have first yeah. mm-hmm. in the playoffs and beyond to see what their deficiencies are. Because right now you're not going to see that during the regular season. That In the postseason, if they do go up against a LeBron or veteran-led team yeah. that, ki- that can kind of scout them and, and then they lose in that way, then they can revamp and see what they need. But they don't even know what they need yet because mm-hmm. they haven't faced uh, a, a stiff opposition with the with this uh, iteration of the group, yeah, know? I'm excited to see. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about some of the teams that have coming off come out a little flat after the All Star break and uh, have some fun talking about Wimby. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome back to Through the Ringer here with Logan and Jomi. And we are back from All-Star break. And there are a lot of teams trying to figure out who they are post-All-Star break. Logan, I'll start with you. Um, the Mavericks, they have a little bit of a cause for concern coming out of the All-Star break. You're smiling are, right now. Are, I'm you not smiling? are you worried about are the you, Mavericks? Are you, are you worried about the Mavericks? Yeah, let's start a little there. bit. I would be worried about the Mavericks. <laughs> Luke and Kyrie, what can you do? Yeah. And Tim Hardaway Jr. looked like like prompt stuff when he played against the Lakers. So, mm. absolutely. Uh, I think they'll be. I think they'll be fine. I think... The trades they made at the deadline, getting PJ, getting Daniel Gafford, was love huge Gafford, yeah. because they have had a problem in the middle for a long, long time. Ever since Lucas got there, they really haven't had a center presence. And they they took a rookie out of Duke, Derek Lively, and, and said, he's been "You, you well help too. us," but he's still a rookie, so exactly responsibility. Right? So they've shored up that spot. They continue to shoot the ball well. I know Max Struess hit that sixty foot <laughs> game winner. But ultimately, I think the Dallas Mavericks are going to be really good and a really tough outcome playoff time. Mm-hmm. I think they will. The one concern that I do have for the Dallas Mavericks is they're a big feast or famine team offensively, yes. right? The where if those two guys aren't cooking, you can't rely necessarily on a Tim Hardaway Jr. night in and night out to get like 35, right, mm-hmm. to offset when Kyrie and Luka aren't on. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's because of that, you're going to sometimes see the – the two game losing streak like that we're seeing that we're that we're making a big segment on this right <laughs> oh, you're going to see that but the Mavericks are a team with two guys that can get you not only games but they can get you buckets at really great great times in the game mm-hmm. and that's what we're going to see and that's why they have Kyrie and Luka for the second round when you need two games in a row. They're mm-hmm. not real they're not a team that really worries about it the regular season. As long as they're not in the plan, they're in good shape because they believe they can win anywhere at any time yeah. against yeah. anyone. 
And it was encouraging that P.J. Washington had what he thought was the game-winning you know, basket in Cleveland before Struess hit that game-winner. I mean, he was celebrating, and then it was gone in a flash. But I think the Cavs, uh, good, good additions uh, there at the trade deadline, so we'd love to see that. Let's talk about tanking and look at the tanking tracker here. Uh, Wizards are out tanking the Pistons right now. Um, there's been a lot of conversation about the number one pick. Who is the number one pick? Everyone talks himself into somebody different. If you're the Washington Wizards, who are we tanking for? Um, if anyone out there, like, who would you want to put in Washington? And say, I watch less college basketball than anyone. Well, I now, watch yeah, now you don't even have basketball. to watch college basketball with this draft. I feel like it, you got to watch the NBL or <laughs> I you mean, know, I, I just I'll wait for the draft thing to come up. Man. <laughs> Shout out Caitlin Clark. You know, that's what I'm watching. Yeah. Well, that, that's, hey, you know the Wizards should draft Caitlin Clark. That is that is a great take. I think that you would know, happen. Right? Yeah, can, right. we, can we can we make that yeah. happen? You yeah. know what the Wizards should have done. Need shooters. Say somebody from the Wizards organization needs to go build a time machine, mm-hmm. travel back about eighteen months. Look at the, look at themselves dead in the eye and go, hey, Victor Womanyama's coming. Like, scrap it all down now. Right. Let's not wait a year. Yeah. Let's not wait a year. An in, inexplicably, one of the greatest prospects of all time is coming through. And like, oh, well, here's another we'll thing. We'll tank man. later. Here's another thing about that. We we always talk about like I would never want a Womanyama to be on the D, on DC. I would never that's, want them on the true. Wizards for that's under any true. circumstances mm-hmm. based on what they're doing right now. They well, do that's kind of how the Hornets were. I mean, they were Stop. like anyone we even, but the Hornets. Why are we talking about the Hornets? The, they, I'm, trying to, have a, uh, I'm trying to have a great to to basketball discussion, yeah. and you keep bringing up the Hornets. Women Brandon Yama. Brandon Miller doesn't move the mutton. No, does. you. He does. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> Someone pull up the highlights for Logan. Someone pull up the highlights. Have some respect. <laughs> yeah. <for> your... <laughs> Brandon Miller's a great shooter. Why are we doing anyway? The Wizards. The Wizards. What yeah, the Wizards the need Wizards. to do. Is they just need to trust their own course, okay? Because Michael right. Winger is a really good front office man. Okay, okay. They, they need to just stay the course and do what they're doing because it's literally the only choice that they have left. Yeah. So tanking and being as bad as they are, honestly, it's it's par for the course. Because if you look at the beginning of the Wizards season, Michael Winger, they their whole goal was to just find wins and things that were not on the basketball court. Now, mm-hmm. I know that, that that's probably something that brings laughter from the rest of the league, but if you look at it, that is something that a team in their position should do, trying to build the right habits together, trying to find diamonds in the rough to build a team. That's what the Wizards need to do now. And please don't bring up those Charlotte Hornets. Again. Well, they found a diamond in the rough, right? And Brandon Miller, he's, <laughs> he's right there in front of you. Um, Michael Jordan's last act. Last act. Great move by MJ. The, uh, the last dance. Yes. Michael it, Jordan. And it was good. Uh, can we talk about Wimbenyama again? Because I need Logan to get back engaged in the conversation. KOC got us aggregated. He came on the show and he said Wimbenyama's the 15th ranked player in the Bring NBA. Bring up the pyramid. Right the now. Show the, show the pyramid. Show the pyramid. Show the pyramid. Show the pyramid. Um, he said he is the potential defensive greatest of all time, uh, the GOAT, as the kids would say. And, uh, yeah, so number 15 there is where KOC has him. Halliburton right in front of him. Anthony Davis there right in front of him. Jomi, uh, do we feel like that's the right range, or are we jumping the gun here? Oh, I, it's absolutely the right range. Here's the thing, guys. I like it. I like that you guys are Team KOC. Here's, here. here's the thing. I remember after his first summer league game, the chatter people were saying. Mm, they were bust. calling him the baguette. Were ridiculous. <laughs> baguette bowl bowl. Yeah. Right? right. They were calling him croissant Chris Mim. Right. All right. Is this people or this is all your burners? Hey, whoa. I, me. <laughs> we know. Hey, Jomi got burners out there. Don't go get it. They were calling up. him Louv, Luke Longley. Guys, yeah. like it was mad disrespectful. Yeah, no, that was a new I might have slipped one in myself. But no, nah, the disres- it was like he was like the guy has immense talent. 
and we we know this. We've seen we've seen him play in France for the Mets '92, mm-hmm. and for people to come in like in his first game and be like, I don't know, that was kind of ridiculous. And we're seeing it now. The kid can absolutely ball. There's nothing he can't do on the floor offensively and defensively. And he's still basically learning how to walk. It's like a giraffe that was born four <laughs> minutes ago. True. And his <laughs> legs Gangly. are like just moving all over the place. But then you look up and he's like, oh, he's got uh, 21 points, 12 rebounds, uh, six blocks, eight assists, and uh, 90 rebounds. Like, it's, just, it's crazy. It's just a matter yeah. right now, honestly, if he's going to be Wilt Chamberlain or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm-hmm. That's a gonna, lot of gas. Is he going to be the guy? That gets Mr. Is he Mr. Stats or is he Mr. Stats with Mr. Rings? Like that's where I'm at. And I said this in the beginning that every time I think of a superlative for him, he just pushes through that ceiling. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So like on the surface, am I like, is he 15 yet? Eh. You know we got. You know what we messed this up with. Hmm. We messed. That's why I learned my lesson. We messed this up with LeBron because we. It was a lot of. Years and early in his career, we he should have been regarded as the best player in the game, but yeah. we was hating. <laughs> Who's we? You were, you were a Kobe fan. I was a Kobe fan. You got me. I'm not going to make that mistake yeah. with Wimbledon. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. I'd rather just say yeah. like, oh, I just rather put the superlatives out there. But you do know, I do know one guy that can beat him. Okay. Brandon Miller, right? Yeah, yeah, I think is so. I mean, head to head, he's a good player. Summer league, yeah, head to head, is crazy. Yeah, 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 Kai Jones is a tough matchup for him. But uh, <laughs> all this talk about the rookies, nobody talking about Scoot. Scoot. No hey, Scoot talk. A lot of people talked about Scoot. Since there was Scoot, a lot of gas for Scoot. Since Scoot got the rec specs on, though, he's been playing a lot better. So I, I, I mean, do he's, he's hurt right right now. He's yeah, oh, he's yeah, got yeah. the core injury. Right. But yeah, you're right. He got the glasses and he he balled. He balled off for a little bit before the. But you injury. mentioned Kareem and Wimby, and what did Kareem need early? He needed Oscar Robertson, right? Mm-hmm. So like, who is the running mate that can go there with Wimby to get him to that next level? Wow. Is it Trey Young? It's got to be, right? It's got to be Trey Young. It's got to be Trey Young. <laughs> well, I mean, well, sorry, I'm having fun just throwing well, out Joey Trey Young. Well, Joey floated the team. theory that Steve Kerr and Steph Curry can have their last act in oh, San Antonio. I mean, take I over mean for why Pop? not? Yeah, take yeah, over for Pop. That's you know crazy. what I'm saying? Look, why not? I don't actually believe this. Let's be very clear. No, I but I, I like. I, I mean, that would be fun. That would be. That'd be. That'd be hella fun. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Look, guys, and I just want you like. Let's use our imaginations right here. Let's close our eyes. Let's think about this. A Steph Curry, Victor Wembanyama pick and roll. Yeah, it would luck. except except Steve Kerr doesn't run pick and roll in the regular season, <laughs> in the playoffs or in the, after, barely after, in the playoffs. After we've saved, uh, I think Stephen with Curry. Steph Curry and Victor Wimbanyama, he would run the pick and roll. But like he yeah, wouldn't run that. the pick and roll with Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. Well, right. that well, well, that look. That, why are you looking at me like that? Look at hey, you look at that's your boy. That's your man. That's your <laughs> Steve Curry, you would just say how y'all talk. Y'all was in the back of the bus, jawing it up like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? How's yeah. the wife? How's the kids? Wow. Oh, wow, that's crazy. That's your boy. That's your man. Right. Who is Steve Kerr? Who that? <laughs> that's your man. Mm. This is somebody is. who, this is, again, this is Logan Murdoch. He is a Warriors diehard. Jesus. Big fan. Him and, uh, so, true story, me and him were hanging out one night, and I got a, he got a call from Steph Curry himself. I kid you. This guys, is a I, lie and a half. I kid you this not. This never happened. Steph called him, and he was like, yo, I have a thing in my house. Can I come through? And Logan was like, ah, it's kind of late. I got an early morning thing. I can't come. I can't slide. But you hit me next time. I'll be there. Click. And I was like, you just 
told Steph, no, he's like, he always invited me to stuff. I'm not really trying to be there. So that's your boy. That's your, that's your team, man. <laughs> right. Like, it's it's cool. You ain't so got to hide it from me. You can plant the idea, you know, wow. Wimbenyama. Wow. Wimbenyama, wow. man. This this is, you wild, can, you can right? hit, up, hit up stuff, yo. <laughs> this is wild. Instead of, what, instead of LeBron, you know what they're <laughs> trying to do? Mm. Wemby. Wow. Yeah. You can plant the seed. Wow. You could make the it. Well, face so like, of the league to the future face of the league. So weren't you in? You kick it in Brentwood a lot these days, don't you? I mean, you know, don't what I'm you saying. kick it a lot? Hey, man, you know. So what I'm can't saying. you instead of sorry, see, instead of <laughs> <laughs> instead of just kicking and doing all these things and making LeBron go to the Warriors as you've been doing behind the scenes, it's uh-huh. Clutch Jome. Clutch Jome, yeah. Mm. Why don't you make the Wimbenyama LeBron happen? So here's so the thing, in, in, in San Antonio, and I want to be like very transparent with you guys. Okay. Um, okay. So me and LeBron, we, I want to say like a falling out. Mm. But the Westwood thing was tough in our relationship. Wow. Because <laughs> I was like, LeBron, the answer is no. Don't do not do this. And LeBron was like, well, you ball handling, he brings energy. And I was like, LeBron, mm. don't do is it. Is that why like, you don't have your normal me? customary courtside seats at Crypto last night? Is that exactly, why I didn't right. see you? That's exactly why you didn't see me. Wiz man. Khalifa wearing your courtside seats. And, you, and, I, and all respect to Wiz, you know, me, me and Brown are cool. But at the end of the day, like, when it comes to like team matters, we don't really you see. You used eye to have eye. the Adele seats. I used to have the Adele seats, wow. brother. Mm. It's tough. That was all of us, man. Wow. It's all right, though. Well, we move. Well, there you go. LeBron, Victor Wimbenyama, Popovich, San Antonio, a match made in heaven. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We didn't get to my Hornets, unfortunately, but it's okay. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to do some Friday night NBA picks. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back to Through the Ringer here with Logan and Jomi. We got NBA Friday Friday night. We're going to do some uh, rapid fire here on the Friday night games. First up, we got the Dallas Mavericks taking on the Boston Celtics. Dallas plus nine and a half in this game. Logan, I'll start with you. What do you like here? Do you like the over? I like the over. I have (laughs) odds that Luka is going to be the next Larry Bird. Oh, there you go. It's going to happen in Boston. It's going to happen in Boston. That is the moment, right? I don't know know what the odds are, but I like that. There's going to be a declaration. Yeah, I like that. I don't even know what odds are, but I have odds on that. I I will take the Dallas money line because there's no universe where I will root for the Celtics. Just Mm. not happening. And I will also take the Luka over because, again, in the spirit of being in Boston with with Larry Bird Spectre hanging over, he's going to go crazy. I have odds that Jalen Brown's child. Chakras will be aligned. Oh, he's going to have a big game. I think he's going to have a big game. There you go. So there you have it. Mavericks taking on the Celtics. Mavericks trying to get back on track. We talked about how they'd struggle after the All-Star break, so this could be a big game for them. A statement game, some may say. Next one, we got the Trailblazers taking on the Memphis Grizzlies. No line yet for this game. They shouldn't uh, be. Both teams stink. But, yeah, these are bottom feeders. Uh, but we have some fun storylines, some fun players. Who do you like in this one, Joe? I like Gigi Jackson over on the on the threes. Okay. And I know, like, hey, Joe, are you sure? <laughs> I am. That's what everyone's saying. Put your put your mortgage on it. It's right. happening. Right. I, I have like odds that. that big odds that I'm going to go to Cheryl's on 12th and the next time I'm in Portland. That's <laughs> all I care about when I think about this. Game. Right. What do we? What do we? Maybe like? Central Barbecue if I'm in Memphis. <laughs> well, I'm going to do anything but watch this game. You guys remember that <laughs> Memphis was a two seed last year? Yes. And I mean, I don't know what happened to him in the playoffs. Somebody could remind me. Verno should be point guard right now. 
Mm-hmm. That's I, how bad it's gotten. Right. I think Vern, I think Verno could. I think Verno get you like what six assists mm-hmm. on a night. You know, little little dump off. I think he could get you some energy plays. But you need too. to Maybe keep him on one side here. of the floor in you, one yeah, spot of the can, floor. Yeah, I don't yeah, think he's I running to half court. Whoa, right? respect Verno, man. He can move. He can shuffle the feet. You know, bend him knees. Yeah, keep stay in front of somebody. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Logan, where can we find all your amazing work? And, you can uh, find me on right? X or whatever you call it at Logan and Murdoch. You don't you even tweet no more. You don't even there no more. Come. You can find me on Instagram. Where I'm being a thotty, and um, <laughs> you can catch me on Threads. And the Real Ones podcast. And the yeah, Real Ones yeah, podcast. Damn, ones. I didn't even promote myself. I, know, the, on, I did I it earlier you. in the show, I know, I got you. <laughs> and I didn't even do it again. Me Shout talk. out to Raja. Shower to, you know what? I deserve a bleep. Howard, <laughs> Bex, go! <laughs> Jomi, where can we find your work, and then we'll get uh, out of you here. You can find me everywhere on X, formerly known as Twitter, Instagram, uh TikTok. Are you being a thotty on Instagram? I am being a thotty on Instagram, brother. <laughs> Find me at Jimmy Dineron. If you want some of the real stuff, though, you can follow me. You can follow the Ringiverse mm. on everywhere. Listen, Sexy Red calls him the original Hoochie Daddy. No, mm. look, follow me on 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 Ringiverse. The like follow on the on the on the Spotify, spot on the Twitter, on the TikTok, on uh, Instagram. Hey, uh, hey, hey, real uh, talk though, real talk though. We're close to twenty five k on the IG. Yay. Follow the Ringiverse, y'all. Right. Hey, pew, pew. yeah, that's we right, pew, mother freaking pew, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love to see it. Appreciate everyone tuning in through the Ringer, and we will see. You you back on Tuesday. We'll see you then.